0: This is The Hunt Quietly Podcast. I'm Matt Ranella. Hey, Hey, Grant, how you doing?
1: Okay, good. I didn't know if you could hear me. You got me?
0: Yeah. All right. Loud and clear. Perfect. I can't see you. Yeah, I mean... I get that. There, there you go. go. So, how are you? Uh, how are you at prognostication?
1: You, um, I'm not familiar with what you're meaning by that. Uh,
0: that means your ability to predict the future.
1: Oh. Uh, well, I'm asked to do it sometimes. Really? Just make your best. Yeah, at work. Like
0: I? Oh, at work. <clears throat> sure.
1: But, uh, I don't know, you just go off the data that you have and give the best, with the best assumptions you can and then try to predict what's going to what happen. I, but actually I, being right, I don't know, just based on your familiarity with the subject, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a devilishly th- hard thing to predict the future, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: What do they try to get you to predict at work?
1: Um, <clears throat> so work for a large uh, food manufacturing company um, and I'm an industrial engineer. So I work on reducing cost. Uh, and so trying to predict the the cost of what products are, what's going to happen and not it's knowing mar-
0: with the market and things like that.
1: Yeah. And sales and marketing hmm. won't share that information with you, but you're trying to provide them a cost that they can go out and sell product with. And so they'll, and they'll come to you and say all right we need under- we need to understand what this is gonna cost and in the world of covid was just insane
0: oh to yeah. what
1: was gonna happen there with and we have in plants I work in like we might have um lo- both lines were going to food service like restaurants and also going to retail and you can't just flip them back and forth you know so if you remember like there's shortages on on the shelves like it takes months to flip a line over when you could get product you know and then everything's mm-hmm everything's way behind schedule and so yeah i don't know yeah i don't know if that's where you meant to go with that question well
0: no it's fine it's good to hear it's good to learn a little bit about what you do day to day yeah i the the kind of prognostication i'm in need of is like whether to keep going with this freaking cultural indictment of hunting that is the haunt quietly thing. I, I am getting pretty freaking stretched.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, this is something I want to tell you. I listened to a lot of your podcasts. I started with, well, I mean, I at first, I mean, I, I was a big mediator I've always been a big bean fan. Um, and so I listen to all their podcasts, enjoy that information. But, I heard you come on, um, uh, and around Christmas time or thing, I don't know when that was they did the holiday thing. And you came on and gave your two years uh, ago.
0: Yeah. It was a year yeah. and a half ago. Yep.
1: Right. And, uh, so I, I, listened to that and nobody was really talking nobody had brought up any of that stuff that you were, had spoke of yet. Right. Um, and I had a lot of like internal thoughts of like, um, I'd already been wanting to get away from social media a little bit it, for all kinds of reasons. Um, but nobody was talking about those types of things. Now I hear they're not bringing up your name, but I'm hearing your ideas and thoughts. Like I'm hearing it a lot more being shared on some, on really large hunting podcasts. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts I was big into the, um, strategies, hunting stuff, but I've, you can only listen to so many of those, right? I, I kind of started with the beginning of the pod, you know, the podcast era when it started and, and then all these, everybody has a podcast now, right? Yeah. And everybody's got their own ideas. And so you can only spin how to hunt the rut so many times, so many different directions. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's, now I switched my thought process to more like entertainment t- style stuff or storytelling okay. uh, or, yep. or like yeah. learning a- on different things. Right. And, um, do you listen and, to
0: podcasts on non-hunting related topics?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, it's not as much. Uh, I would say like a majority of it's uh, like hunting and outdoor stuff, uh, mainly mainly hunting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have, I, and I do other stuff too, but I just enjoy that side of it, I guess, more so yeah. than anything else. But I, I'm starting to see a lot of these guys that were never talking about this stuff before starting to bring your different ideas up. Okay, and discussing them. I mean, they're not giving you credit for it. They're not talking, they're not bringing your name up. I never heard that stuff before.
0: Yeah, you know, so- was, you know who was doing that just yesterday? It was Pam uh, Haynes and Joe Rogan. Okay. They were on the yeah. Rogan experience, and they kept referring to me as Ranella's brother. <laughs>
1: Okay. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Uh, It was interesting. I
0: I guess I really get I've really gotten under Cam Haynes' skin. Which I just don't understand because I I have like I have like a minuscule little platform.
1: Well, I I guess there's two sides. One, if you're getting under his skin, then maybe there's truth to what you're saying in his eyes, right? Maybe he's not comfortable with the things he's promoting and doing. If he's not comfortable with those things. That he's promoting, saying, and doing, then he's gonna he's gonna feel something towards you, right? Whether it's anger, or pissed off, or whatever, right? Because you're right. I, I don't know what your numbers are for podcasts, or whatever. But oh, it's like five to five body. to
0: eight hundred a week.
1: But, so I mean, and I still don't know exactly what that means in comparison. Oh, like, like
0: I, I imagine Rogan gets a million a week.
1: Sure, sure, and so yeah, it's just very very small, and it's probably a lot of the same people like myself listening to your podcast. So. You know, it's not like it's a, a broad audience. So, some 30,000
0: people have listened to it ever in all time.
1: That's good. Yeah. Um, it, that's saying that there's that maybe they don't want to hear. And I've heard you say this before, anyway, that maybe they don't want to, every single one, maybe they've heard their message. They either agree or disagree. Either way, they heard it. Yeah. And what your goal is.
0: Yeah. Uh, I yep.
1: believe, right? And, uh, so in my own battle with social media has been like, um, I got to a point where I just didn't give a shit what people thought anymore. Right. I just don't, I didn't care to share my life out there anymore. I didn't care to try to impress people. And, uh, I don't know. And talking to my wife about it. It was kind of like, well, maybe that just means like, and I've heard different people talk about this. You're just in a spot where you're happy with your life and you don't, you're you're not there to self please anybody else, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just you're content with what you have and you don't care about that stuff. So in my opinion, when I hear him, you know, saying that shit about or getting worked up about what you're saying, I mean, people can say shit about me, I don't care, right? I know what's well, true, my family and friends know it's true, and it, it wouldn't bother me. So obviously it's bothering him for a reason.
0: Well, I gathered from that podcast he just quit his day job. Okay. So now his livelihood is very tied up in, sure. oh, in yeah. what people think of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and that's the, I mean, that's every hunting celebrity. I mean, they yeah. need to be, they need to be, um, held in high esteem,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Sure.
0: Um, because, it, if they're not, then they can't yeah. direct they they're, can't direct people's expenditures if they're not.
1: They're busy. They,
0: you know what because I this mean? Is their image. And that's what that's yeah. what that's what how they make their money is directing people's expenditures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um but yeah, back to the predicting the future thing, man. The reason I'm struggling so much is because I have this nonprofit I'm involved with. Have you heard me talk about that?
1: Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of your podcasts, but if you, I don't. Here's my problem with podcasts: I can consume so much of this shit, and I'm doing something at the same time. I remember yeah, a very yeah. few things until something comes up, and then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So yeah. you got to re- jog my memory a little bit.
0: So we have this Hunters for Access, okay, nonprofit, yep. and we yep raise money and give appreciation gifts to farmers and ranchers and other large landowners that are enrolled in state run yeah. programs that allow hunting access and we also do we also do work projects on the places mm-hmm. and i think about how much more effective i could be at in that role if I, if i wasn't splitting my time between this hunt sure. quietly thing and
1: well yeah i think it just comes down to what, what you think is more important but <clears throat> when I well, that's
0: what I wanted life. you to tell me. Well i'm too well, wrapped up in it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well what I what I what I am see what I noticed the other day is, is just, you need like having different perspectives. If it's the same thing all the time, people are gonna, you know, oh we've heard that opinion, we've heard that thought, or you know, I listened to the day six uh guy come on the other day at that podcast, and he had a different perspective that I hadn't really thought about yet. Um And there were some different things that came up in that conversation that I hadn't heard yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and just, and just hearing somebody also from the industry, right. Who now is, um, is, has the same ideals as, as you or other people that enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, You know, it's no different than the shit that's going on right now with the Bud Light stuff, right. People, consumers want to spend their money on the things that uh, they, they're backing and they're behind. So, if that means more people and I'll go start, you know, share that episode and then that drives more people towards his products and he's not promoting, you know, it's just little by, you know, yeah. death by a thousand cuts, so to speak. Right. It, if you, if you can chip away at it, it's just a matter of, you know, it, there's, I can see the, the, the other side of this. Cause I, I'm, I'm busy all the time too. I got little kids and I can't imagine trying to, you know, schedule all of us sit down with all these people on a weekly basis um it just yeah it, it, there's a lot to it but it i don't know it seems like you're pretty invested in just the overall message and the idea behind it but my advice would just be try to get different perspectives and try to keep people engaged in the conversation and not let it be the same thing over and over right
0: absolutely that's another thing reason i think about giving it up is because it's just gonna get repetitive it already has yeah. you know Yeah.
1: In, in some ways it has yeah um, but I don't know that that that's, uh, I think it's just different perspectives, different people. If you can get more people in the industry, like day six gear, willing to stand up and, and speak out against this. It, he, wrote you an, know,
0: he wrote an art, Brian Broderick. He, he wrote an article recently that he put out on their website about his concerns about the need of influencers to generate content and what it's doing to the resource. Yeah. It was like pretty brave from the perspective of somebody that's trying to sell broadheads and arrows. Yeah.
1: yeah, I like that.
0: I like that guy. I've, I've I've interacted with him a lot since then. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a pretty big hearted dude, you know? Yeah. Um, Give me one uh, one second. I can tell him I I, I get, I was going to try to do this sans drink, but I can tell I need a drink now. Okay. You know what sans means? No. Oh, um, you're getting a vocabulary lesson. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Between prognostic, Sans means without. Like, I don't even know what language that is. Oh, it's French. French. There you go. Because a vec means with, and sans means without. So I'm going to do this podcast, a vec drink now. What? <laughs> <So laughs> Oops, sorry, I dropped you. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. What were we chatting about now? I
1: don't know. Looking all over the place. Just, just, uh, where, where do you want to go with the direction of the podcast? Oh yeah, going?
0: man. Here's the thing. It's like what what inspired me to do anything at all in the first place is alarm. I'm I'm like I'm legitimately alarmed at what's happened to this thing I've placed value in my whole life, i.e., hunting. and that's what so i'm coming into this from a place of concern Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit about being a podcaster i don't even i I like talking to new folks but i'd be just as happy if you and i were bullshitting without trying to get people to listen to it i'd probably have more a better time you know sure i'm not trying to get famous i certainly ain't trying to Make money. There's people online that say all kinds of shit about me like that. I'm trying to keep all the hunting to myself. Yeah. So fucking ridiculous because it's like, (laughs) if I was, I could, I could be, instead of spending 15 hours, 20 hours a week on hunting advocacy between hunters for access and this podcast and answering people's emails, I could be moonlighting and make enough for a cherry lease.
1: Well, and even, even if you want to go the other way on that, if it was really all about that, um, I think you have somebody that's has the same last name as you, you could, you know, you can Yeah, that way. As and
0: well I've destroyed yeah, so, that. I've destroyed well, that relationship yeah. in the, in the name of doing what I think is right for the future of hunting. So that, that well, one gets... So, well, That one gets under my skin a little bit, but I don't give a shit. what I care about what people think only because I'm trying to direct everybody, direct people's efforts.
1: So let me ask you this. And I think you're in one of the, I don't know, one of the documentaries or something. And on there, you said, if hunting didn't exist in 200 years or whatever that was, that you wouldn't give a shit because... That means something else is probably there's probably more important things going on in the world than hunting something along those lines. You
0: probably know what I was referring to there was I wouldn't be at all concerned if it went away because society deemed it as counterproductive. Mm hmm and i stand by that when i think about how beleaguered a lot of animal populations are and the mass extinction that's taking place on our planet um i i could see doing away with hunting because of a concern for the natural world if it came to that. But what pisses me off to the point of becoming an outspoken critic of hunting entertainment and hunting social media is the fact that it's publicly accessible non pay hunting is becoming the victim of famous hunters and the hunting industry. It's not dying because society is deciding it doesn't serve us. It's dying because of people trying to draw attention to themselves and make money. And it just fucking inflames my sense of justice. Sure.
1: Yeah. I get that perspective, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I was thinking about this today before we jumped the call is it like on one hand, right. You, you I don't know. Is that, I don't know the details. I don't care to know the details, but to say that you destroyed that relationship. And I heard you mention something about that with your bro as well. I don't know. I, I find that kind of sad that that would happen. To,
0: to well, it's his choice. Family. It's his choice. I I oh. didn't, I, he's the one that doesn't want me at holiday dinners. He's the one that has like stepped away from the relationship. So,
1: yeah, that's just, yeah, and that's, that's, Disappointing and, and hard, you know, difficult to hear for anybody. That it, something like that would come between it, you know, because people yeah. have different opinions all the time, whether it's politics or whatever, right? We can't No, could, we they all they, be able to they, get along, they have yeah. family.
0: Yeah. But I mean, so it's like I just don't like ultimatums. I don't like Matt Ranella, you shut up or you can't be around my children. I don't like that shit.
1: Yeah, that, I I get that too because I, I probably would be the same way if somebody wanted to tell me the same thing. But yeah, so that,
0: yeah, I didn't. I'm still right here. It. I would. Yeah, I'd welcome the them, his fam, him, his family in the house. I'd 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 abbreviate the podcast if they came and banged on the door right now. Like, Fair. So it's like, well, I don't want to make this about family drama. Man. No, yeah, because yeah. I'm just, they're not right even here. like who I'm folk most focused on the no, bad actors, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it's all terrible. All of it is terrible for hunting, but, um, no, although, but I think I was just trying
1: to get it there is like, uh, just the, the fact that, you know, wh- you're very passionate about this, but then, you know, is it really, I, I think, is it really, hey, dude,
0: I'm open time? to the idea that there's some who, people don't know what their motivations are what fully, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, maybe you could psychoanalyze me and tell and 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 discovers that there's some (laughs) silly shit going on. I don't, I'm fucked, but I certainly don't feel like that's the case.
1: I don't see it that way. I just see it as like uh, you're just questioning whether I should keep going with this. But on the other hand, I I see that there's there's a it's it's really irritated you how it's happened, not to the fact that maybe it's happening. Right. That is, is the how it's actually happening. And that, and that, am yeah. I hearing that
0: right? yeah, it wasn't a conscious decision, but they, like the society. Right. You know, sure. We collectively voted or no, it's, 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 it's a, it's a hunting is dying. The, the only kind of hunting that I even at all remotely value, like I, well, I cherish it, but there's publicly accessible non-pay hunting. I, you know i hate pay hunting i fucking hate it and i wouldn't i wouldn't do it i have no interest in it i i i wish it was like canada like parts of canada where it was illegal to pay for access you know
1: i think oh. yeah and i think and this is what large where i want to get on with you i i think a lot of it all goes back just to social media and i don't think it's just hunting um i think you're able to see it and I'm able to see this through because that's something that we love. But I think in general, it's social media. And we could talk about all a number of different topics of, of things in this in the world that's changed in the last five to 10 years dramatically. And I think it goes back to social media. In, oh,
0: in I, yeah, I don't, I think that the, what's happening to hunting is happening in a lot of yeah. areas of human endeavor. It's just become social media makes it more commercial. It turns people into sellouts. It makes it about generating revenue and drawing in eyeballs and not doing it for the love of it. I have, I like, I, I, I feel sorry for people that surf for the love of it. I feel sorry for people that mountain climb for the love of it. Like I actually have a couple surfers scheduled to come on. Uh, so I just think that I've said this so many times it's, I just think that activities where where crowding and where not even just crowding, lack of tags, lack of access with honey, activities where there's a limited supply and excessive demand should be reserved for people that do it for the love of it
1: yeah so in this specific example i get what you're saying for sure yeah i, I understand that and because that's what you're, you're passionate about the hunting thing but I, again i think it's just, it's everything social media is like a drug right and and we haven't figured out how to cope with it yet as a society it's it's come so fast right it, it's no different than being addicted to uh, drugs or sex or alcohol like it's all it's it's just has the same principles of it
0: now and, you just for the listening audience oh. You you have a history with, with of interaction interacting with social media pretty intensively, I gather. Could yeah. you just lay that out a little bit. Just just you know, so folks yeah. know where you're coming from.
1: So, I st- uh, well, I just go all the way back. Like, um, when I I was born in 1990, so I've been a product of being able to see uh, just technology grow in general. And I, I remember I got to see both sides of it. I got to see and grow up in enough of it where I remember how it started but also how it's progressed and young enough and being able capable of like taking each one of those steps and following along if you get know what i'm saying so like mm-hmm. i remember dial up and then high speed <laughs> internet and then all of a sudden you get um cell phones and it turns to a flip phone and then you get a camera on your phone i remember being in high school and you can't you know you gotta be worried about somebody snapping a picture of you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing um you go to college and you have uh iPads and laptops. Like it just it's progressed and progressed and progressed, right? Mm -hmm. Um and so I um I started seeing on Instagram um a lot of people it was it wasn't quite big yet at the time. It was just kind of getting kicked off. It's probably like 20 it was like 2016 is when I jumped on the bandwagon. And I saw a lot of people creating brands and selling merchandise and hats and shirts and um just based on just just a, a Online brand, like they didn't have any content, any videos. Like it was all it was before YouTube. I mean, YouTube was there, but it had didn't explode like it, it has now, right? It like it didn't have the same the same kick behind it. So I was like, I'm gonna create a brand. I'm gonna try to make a little bit of extra money. um And my brand was uh it, it was it had to do a lot with dogs and hunting. So I had a new dog, and I was taking him hunting. Um, at the time I lived in Minnesota, we did a lot of pheasant hunting and, and, and bird uh, and waterfowl hunting. Um, so I was going to, I want to build this brand. And so I did, um, and i amassed a, a, quite a large following and I was selling hats and shirts and, um, everything was going good. And until January 1st, 2018 hits and they change all the algorithms within Instagram to follow more of what Facebook was doing at the time. And so overnight I went from like 20,000 views on like a photo of something to a thousand.
0: I don't understand.
1: So they, they changed it to where they wanted you to pay to get, they wanted you to follow uh, whatever. So it, before Instagram, what they would do is you, it would just be chronological order. You posted more times, your stuff would be at the top. Um, p- people, they didn't have any of those algorithms built in that I was super aware of. I guess they probably had some built in there. But then they switched us to where they wanted to start. If you paid, then you could get your stuff looked at more and it would send it out to the right audience, right? And that, that was like the start of the ads on Instagram. So then, like, just the traffic overall to my page and to my website overnight completely stopped. I stopped wow. selling hats and shirts. Like, I went from doing like nine, 10 order a week, not, not a big, not huge, right? To like one every two weeks to the point where I was just like, um, This, you know, and
0: I had no idea. So Okay. Yeah. I knew I saw on Instagram that we started our hunt quietly Instagram, which I'm now blocked from because I was getting addicted to it, that they would have this thing where you could boost a post. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, you could boost it, you pay money. And um there, there's all kinds of ways that, that you can do it on there. And then they then they started following like they wanted you to follow certain ways to be recognized, right? And it gets to the point now where they, they're they pushing like these reels for these clips, right? That like TikTok. That's being pushed on the other sites as like now everything just becomes like faster and more intense. Uh that's know, annoying because up.
0: there's no it takes the democracy out of it. Like the promise of social media was that People that could, that generated the best content would sure. get the, the most attention. And yeah, And, and now
1: you're doing whatever they deem is the best route, right? You don't even get to be creative. You just have to follow whatever that certain algorithm says. Gets and you paid for the, the
0: advertising, right? And,
1: and that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's one way to do it unless you're really creative and on it. And and about that time I started, uh, I'd got a promotion, different job. and I didn't have time to go through all that. Um, my goal when I started this was I, I built a brand. The other part of that goal was I wanted to have deals. I wanted to get free shit from brands to pimp their brands, right? I wanted to to I wanted to wear their hats and shirts, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to get free shit. I wanted to get cheap stuff. I was just starting my career and hunting, and I wanted all the nice stuff. Um, you wanted
0: want to be everything I hate.
1: <laughs> yeah i did right like
0: i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> no this is why i want to get out of here and talk about it right like I, that's what i wanted to be and there's things i learned that i wanted like i hope there's people listening to this at some point that can take something away from this and and maybe it changes like i said it's not changing the world but maybe it changed a couple people's minds yeah but i so that's what was the goal and i and i was doing it a little bit and then like all of a sudden overnight it changed. Right. So, and I didn't have time to, to go through and do all whatever they wanted me to do. I couldn't do it. So I just kind of shifted to like my own personal brand um, of hunting stuff. And, and I continued with it and I didn't really pursue any more deals with companies. I just continued to continue on with what I had. Um, but I had a pretty large following and I don't know if you know, the numbers were everything. And I wouldn't call myself a, an influencer. But if you look at like everybody number,
0: all influencers say that though.
1: Uh,
0: every I just, I just, every influencer I interact with says I I don't consider myself an influencer. The reason I
1: didn't is because I was getting <laughs> I wasn't getting free shit. They weren't paying me. I mean, they didn't even know who I was. Man, I still get deals with people. I haven't posted but also, in a while but not, for a but, year.
0: But you're getting deals for
1: an entire year, and I still get deals
0: yeah so i'm saying how, they what don't different-
1: know who i they don't they don't know who i am i, I don't oh know.
0: you're off the platform now basically well, i
1: still have it but i haven't been i haven't used it in or about a year and a half now i haven't done anything with it but i still get these deals <laughs>
0: that's hilarious They just and, send them to you it's like probably automated in some way
1: I, I suppose, I don't know, but at one point in time, and I still have a large amount of following, but they're not following up to see who has these deals. So what that tells me is that the deals I'm getting aren't that good. They're probably not losing money on it. I'm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's not a loss to them. So I guess where I'm going with that is that what I found out through this process is that in my quest and, and I knew that I wasn't going to, okay, let me back this up and finish with my thought on that. I had a large following, a much larger.
0: How, like how many I, followers?
1: I was over twenty thousand.
0: Oh, that's pretty good.
1: And I, I would. Or it was bad.
0: Not, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so it was a lot more than people that have YouTube shows and and are on big time podcasts and sponsored by them. And even so, today and today's numbers, there's still there's a show that's on a big brand out there that has less followers than I had at that time, right? But and to me, those guys are much more influenced than I was. And I knew I wasn't getting to that level because I didn't want to film stuff. That was that was like the next, I I feel like that was like the next step in that progression. If you wanted to continue to grow that, you had to have a podcast or you had to film. And I didn't want to do either one of those, right? I want to do the bare minimum possible, but reap all the rewards, right? I had too much other shit going on. That I just, it wasn't feasible and I didn't enjoy those types of things. I don't enjoy the videotape. I enjoyed the hunting part. I, I will get on and I'll talk on a few podcasts and, and talk with people, but I didn't want to leave one. I didn't want to do that. I didn't have too much other shit going on in my life and stuff like that. You probably I do a do.
0: good job. You're pretty, you're pretty uh articulate guy. You don't say, well, um, and like, like as nearly <laughs> as much as I do.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, it just wasn't my interest. Right. Yeah. Um, I get it. But so, and the more I got into this, the more I started realizing that like there's all these guys that are influencers or that are on these big shows, there's no money in this. Right. I make really good money as an engineer. Like this was gonna this was like a side hustle type deal or getting, you know, wanting free gear type thing. So I could I, I don't need that stuff. I don't need their deals, right? But mm-hmm. it was it was fun, it was nice. But there was no money involved in this and in these influencers. They, they try to push out this this 25% deal, or this 30% or 40%. They're not, and, for, and then you go out and buy all their stuff, and then you get on your page and, and do all this stuff and try to sell it to other people. Like, there's nothing in it for you. And even these guys that have What if you had
0: 100,000?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I, maybe at that level. Um, there's not a lot of guys. So, like, if you think about, like, the hunting industry, right, it's pretty small. And I heard people say this, and I was—I like, didn't quite understand what that meant until I started making, contacting people and getting on their—they're talking on their podcasts or asking questions, or um, as I was trying to kind of grow my brand, right? And then I started realize how small it really was, and that there's just there's not money in this. There's a very few people that make, they might make money, right? But it's not life changing money. It's not money enough money for me to walk away from my job, like it is. It's nowhere near that, right? That wasn't going to happen. Or I wasn't willing to take that risk for my family, maybe, right? And other, maybe other people are, they wanted to, that was fine, right? But, but the, to it me, is a,
0: I'm, I, this is fascinating to me, but I just want to ask a clarifying question. Isn't, isn't, uh, you always hear about the multi, multi billion dollar hunting industry. So how do you square <laughs> that with the not, there not being much money?
1: Um, maybe, uh, so people that own the brands themselves, right? Like the, the top tier people, but not, not the, not the people are trying to break in the scene, not the guys with the YouTube channels, not the guys that are, I see. uh, you know, work not, not the, not the guys that are, um, having their shows ran by, uh, whatever, you know, whatever show you is at a large show that's out there, they're under the little umbrella of it. There's no big dollars there. Right. So, so the I like the. Are,
0: like, I'm trying to think of these guys that run around in these little clubs like hunting public and hushing and these guys, that yeah. make the, the little names for themselves. They're yeah, not the making Hunt big bank. guys,
1: the hunting public guys. They live, they all live together and they have forever. They have, you know, you can watch a channel and, and they rent out a place together. They don't, I mean, from what I, they might be enjoying what they're doing and that's a whole different thing. Right. But, but for me not and having bank. a family. They're not making money. No, they're not making. They're not living lavishly. There's guys that show live with their parents.
0: That makes it all the sadder. They're just destroying people's hunting experiences and not even getting rich off of it.
1: They're, they're certainly not getting rich. They might be making enough to get by, and but they're they're driving you know vehicles that are, are can barely get around the country. Like they're they're not they're not eating at fancy restaurants. They're they're scraping and scratching just to do it full time. Okay. Oh. they're not getting rich off this shit
0: okay what about it, hannah baron
1: i don't you know again you know I, how many
0: followers she has
1: she's got a ton yeah
0: um, 1.8 million followers don't you think i don't know i don't know i'm just curious yeah, I, know. I know nothing
1: maybe but i'm I learning see, i've seen videos of her working construction with her dad i don't know mm. I, I don't so does that mean she's has to also work like and i don't I don't know how I, I I've heard some podcasts like not outside the hunting industry of people explaining their lifestyles and all they do is like they're influencers. So there's money in it. There is money in it and there are people that do get rich off being influencers, but I haven't seen that on the hunting side. I, I, I just haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so, I, I, for, and I don't know what, it I, I can't explain that side of it, but from what I saw, I, that part, was, was a dying thing for me. Right. So what I really, really changed this for me was I went out West and I went on a shed hunting trip, um, out to Montana with my father-in-law and took the dog out there, looked for some elk antlers and being out West just like changed how I think about a ton of shit in life. It was, it was, It was life changing, honestly. It's because I've said this a few times and it felt really weird saying it, but now I'm confident behind enough to say it was life changing. I just think about things. I got enthralled with just the West and learning more about Native Americans and how they utilize just everything and and weren't wasteful in life with just all resources and, and just like just looking at how we waste stuff today, whether it's anything materialistic or the waste of just water in general, right? Um, how, how like, just mowing the lawn, okay? I used to have a lawn mowing business growing up, and it paid for my college, okay? Now I look at uh, uh, mowing the lawn as, like, why the fuck do we mow our lawns? What is the point of this? The Indians have in their heads.
0: I, I used to have a lot of consternation about watering my lawn. Yeah. Now I do and, it and park a llama on it. So i can be like, oh, I, 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 water, but at least the llamas has, has, I'm doing it so you can get something to eat. I do mow it I used to, too. Yeah.
1: But. I used to enjoy the, the the stripes in the yard. And I mean, I would make that place look incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do it to all my places. And now I own five acres in the country and I'm taking a two acre chunk of it. And I'm going to put it in native grasses. Cause it's not doing, I'm, I was mowing it. I was wasting fuel, putting hours on my mower. Um, it is just a waste of, everything. Right. And it wasn't doing anything for, but just to look at. So now that changed how I'm going to do that. Right. Eating healthier and, and, and exercise. that was the thing like chemicals. Okay. I started digging into like the use of like on my food plots and stuff using roundup and, and two, four D and like, and how that stuff is produced. Um, and, and the waste, the toxic waste that is left over after they produce some of these chemicals, And and what it does to like your body and some of the cancer research, uh, you know, and a lot of stuff's coming out from your buddy's podcast uh, that that does some really good informational things. My buddy, smartest there, as Rogan's. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Some of that stuff. Okay, so I, I, I took a lot of, I worked on herbicides in particular a lot as a graduate student. Okay and interesting so i mean the 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 jury is largely out on roundup and compared to some of the alternatives um it's incredibly benign so hey i i'm not trying to change your mind on that i'm just saying (laughs) that there's like there's certain things you got to consider like it would be damn near impossible to raise a bushel of corn in the Midwest without an herbicide.
1: I know. And I've gone down the whole rabbit hole of why do we have so much monocrops? All right. So,
0: well, I mean, and there's reasons for that as well.
1: I've turned into a full fledged hippie all of a sudden.
0: Well, that's fine. If, 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 (laughs) if what you mean by hippie is somebody that's trying to feed the planet with, while doing the minimal Amount of environmental degra- and ecological devastation I, and degradation. I'm, 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 I'm a. I got a tie dye shirt on and and have patchouli on as well. So yeah. like you know, I'm with you there. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Turn yeah, this yeah. I understand that this had a transformative sure it, effect and on you, and it was a wonderful like it. It made you
1: think about contemplate
0: things things yeah yeah
1: and and so then it comes to like social and oh just one
0: more thing joe rogan is my hero okay i I want to i want to strangle him and anytime you saw him about hunting but other than that i find him and i i find him in in, i can't imagine what that guy's iq is it's got to be
1: you know what? I, I also appreciate that about yours. You're able to see both sides of the coin. It's not just because in the, today's world, it's like I don't like this guy because of one thing, and I'm going to discard everything else that's ever happened. So right. I, I appreciate about you being able to have that perspective. Um, but what that led to me that, that triple mounts was like now all of a sudden I start looking at shit I'm wasting my time on that's not important. And social media was like this huge red light going off, right? Like I am just wasting so much time. So that was like May. Uh, so you went on that show in December. I'm starting to realize this. It was like in May, right? May 15th, uh, we went out there. A- to-
0: after? Before,
1: the- before. 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 Okay. Okay. So I'm con- I'm going through this in my head, right? I'm going through all this like different thoughts and like I, I, it, having unpopular opinions, you know, about versus a lot of people you know, that I grew up with and I'm around, just thinking about things differently. Not, not unpopular, not that in that sense of, you know, too wild or anything, but just like different, right. Different than how I grew up thinking about these, some of these things. And
0: this is uh, interesting. I had an awakening at about this you're 33. Yeah. Yeah. I have awakening at about this same age. It's when I became, I was raised highly religious. I became secular at about that time. I, um, Became much more envir- environmentally conscious and aware that time. Lots and lots and lots of things changed. My politics sure. changed. So I, anyway, yeah. carry on. It's just interesting yeah. to me that
1: yeah. And um, I the biggest thing was like just wasting time, right? I'd be sitting like how much time I just waste in general. But I remember sitting on the couch, right? It'd be like late at night and I'd be sitting there, we'd watch TV. My wife would go to bed, she shoved the TV. The next thing I know, it'd be an hour, hour and a half later. And I'm looking at stupid reels or something on uh, Instagram or Facebook or, uh, and just like a pointless, like absolutely means nothing. Right. It's, it And I'm just like, I could have been doing so much other things my time. I could be reading. I could be going to bed. I could be trying to start my a, new, a business of some sort. Right. There's so many productive things I'd be doing than just mushing my brain with this garbage that's on my phone. Right. So like I, I had this thought and, but I was still kind of like, stuck in the mindset of wanting to share things and, 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 but I just knew it was a waste of my time. And I was slowly walking away from it, but I hadn't quite pulled the plug. And I got on other people's podcasts and I kind of practiced my thoughts and ideas a little bit on this, uh, like small surface, small scale. Right. I I want to come on you and practice my ideas right now, because I'm going to go back on these other podcasts and I'm going to try to get some people fired up. I'm going to try to go on and share my thoughts on these. That's, this is what I want to start.
0: I'm, a, I'm your warm up. I'm your sparring partner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, and, I'm gonna and I'm going to go on and I'm going to, and I I want to, we'll see if anybody has me on. I don't know, but.
0: Well, you so, could consider assuming I keep doing this shit, you could consider joining our team.
1: You know, and I thought that in a way, but I just don't think I, I couldn't serve. I would feel guilty being a weak member of the team. If I was actually part of it. I don't know. I have other ways. I feel like I, I'm, Doing thing, uh, doing things to further this. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see where that goes. But
0: no, that was that hurt. Just a flat out basic no. <laughs> that,
1: more, than more, yeah, basically. I'm basically telling you no. Uh, I just know I got a lot of shit that I. I'm selfish with my time, man. I'm selfish with my time. All right, I want to be in control. Oh, of,
0: it makes me want you all the more, though. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's my angle. You got any free gear you can send me? You got a llama or something? Then I might join. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I, I, I hear you on the podcast, and then all of a sudden, it just hit. I'm like, all right, I'm going cold turkey. I'm done with this stuff. I'm not going to be on it anymore, right? And, and it really just made me just kind of see this from a different angle, right? um and I and it bug and I I hope more and I hear people talking about this man. I hear them talking about like that they want to get off social media, but they can't because that if they didn't have this this punting podcast or they didn't have the show, they'd be off of it, right? And I want to tell them just do it. Like let's find find a different way to go about your business. If you want to have a podcast or show, find a different way to do it than sharing it through social media, right? And and we and I don't know where this was brought up. I hear a lot of different things, different places, but the fact that like. I think I think it was you and, and Brian Browder talking about this, is that I wish it, hunting was kicked off these sites now. For a while, I was defending it, and I thought it should be on there. But now I'm thinking, you know what? This should be – it would be the greatest thing possible if, if it could get us kicked if, – if that was no longer allowed on there. It doesn't need to be shared with people. And, and let me tell you why I, I think this. It is because – all right. I work for this this large food manufacturing company, And when I first started my career, I worked in one of the kill and cut floors, a slaughterhouse. Okay. There is where we kill these hogs. We bring them in and kill them. Nobody's allowed to go in there and see that. Nobody's allowed to share videos. People that work at our company aren't necessarily allowed. Like they can see where they're actually cutting up the hog after they're already dead. But the actual killing part of it you are not allowed to be back there, right? Like you need special, special clearance to be able to go back there, and, and a reason. Yeah, but the reason for that is because killing an animal it is is not a pretty thing. It is not if if, if we shared those videos over social media and those started training going everywhere. I, I don't know how many people stop eating meat. They don't have a problem with going to the grocery store and eating meat now, or the thought of eating meat, or the thought of killing an animal to eat it. Until you start seeing what happens out there, and Death, it's not a it's not a it's not a happy smooth thing, right? It's uh it's an ugly thing. Killing yeah. something, it, it there's a lot to that, right? So here we are putting all this stuff on social media with no context behind it, and all of a sudden something can go viral and nobody has any idea why we're doing what we're doing. It, it, I, even myself at times, I had in the beginning of my marriage, I struggled to explain to my wife why I Enjoyed the hunting side of it right there was there was confusion uh from her and, and as to sh- her thoughts of why i was doing it um doing what? driven doing driven, what? Dri- uh, things of like and it would come in in frustration of me being gone right of hunting oh a you're saying she you
0: didn't understand your fascination with hunting
1: um it, to the point of like yeah so like why i would like why I needed it in my life, why I spent so much time doing what I was doing. Um, you know, it was it for just Instagram. Was it for, uh, did I just like to kill shit, right? It was okay. it you know, what, why was I doing this? Why Why are you just taking so much time away from your family? You can still go and hunt. That was an issue. But why do you have, like, why did you have, why did I have goals like I did? Right. And, and mm-hmm. some of that could have been tied back to social media right? And this big buck craze that people have, um, man, I don't, know. I, I have so many thoughts and different ways i want to go with this. I'm gonna try to keep it on the rails here. <laughs> um, but so, sh- so she, you know, she, she'd question and I had trouble explaining what that was. So I, in a post online Nelson goes viral and you get so many characters. You can't even begin to explain that to somebody who's never seen hunting, who's never seen you know, a a deer spine and all of a sudden that shows up there or, you know, an, an animal that's, uh, you know, struggling when it's dying. Right. Like they have no context of that and, and how that happened or what went into even getting that position. Um, and then it just puts us in this light where we're facing, um, being kicked off Instagram or being picked, you know, it, it from the antis, but that's not really my worry. So I don't want to go that way to the conversation. Um, but I just think it—it it, it putting that out there is just a risk to hunting in general. Um, And and eventually, what I think is going to happen in my maybe I, I venture to say potentially in my lifetime, we may not have hunting anymore. My kids may not be able to hunt anymore. I look at some of the mounts I have in my house, and I'm like, these might be a relic to my grandchildren someday. Right. They may not have this opportunity because of what's happening with this, that we're sharing all this information, and putting it out there for people to see. I think that's a possibility. Um, But but I think there's other concerns I have in the immediate. I think that's long term. And I still think that's a ways out. But like in the short term, I think we're we're, there's there's other things to be concerned about. Uh, and, and And it goes along with a lot of your points. Um. Land prices, okay, because social media has become this thing, and I'm coming from perspective from a Midwestern, Midwesterner. People are, they want to shoot the big buck, right? They, and it's it's all driven off of this this desire for these inches and antlers to become famous or to have this be an influencer, or to join the show or to whatever, right? They're willing to buy to lease up 800 acres of ground for maybe them and one other person and kick off the 10, 15 people that used to be able to hunt that. And then that's not enough because they don't want to put too much pressure on their deer there. They don't have the right deer. They're going to go hunt public, right? So they're going to lease out this ground is hundreds of acres. Not allow anybody to be on it. And then they're going to all go hunt public because that's what, that's what the TV is telling them to do. That's what podcasts are telling them to do. They're, you know, you got to go find the big deer. You got you, you're not hunting hard enough unless you're hunting public and you're going so far, you know, you're going seven miles deep.
0: Um, hard to do that in Illinois, isn't it?
1: Yeah. In Illinois, you can't. Okay, so that's the other thing. Like, if I have a luxury to hunt private land, uh, my wife's family owns property, and I have a luxury. But if I didn't, I couldn't I couldn't just go hunt public. There's no public around here.
0: You can't out. Yeah. You don't have there, you you can't outwalk people.
1: <laughs> there's nowhere to <laughs> but go. There's
0: nowhere to go. <laughs> I even in Montana, time. you can't outwalk people anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. There's, you. There's you can't go far enough uh-huh. anymore. There's, yeah,
1: but that's what that's the idea is, right? Is like you you have so you have, and I started to see this too before you have had some of these ideas that I was listening to, but just the fact that you know. All this land is getting leased up, being pushed away. Right. And, and, people are becoming, uh, just the, the arguments that happen over deer, how crazy people get over big deer, uh, friendships that are lost. You know, it, it just like a, a lot of what I enjoy about hunting is the camaraderie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the big antlers as much as anybody else. I enjoy the meat, but like a huge part of that's camaraderie. And I think a lot of that's, going to the wayside because people are so wrapped up in wanting to have their post this picture online or to show people to validate themselves to vindicate that hey i'm this great hunter that they're willing to not hunt they're, they're willing to skip family deer camp because there's no big deer at this camp anymore i, I gotta be i gotta be after this deer that i named over here okay um they're, they're willing to to blow those traditions away just in the sake of Hey, I I want I need to shoot this big deer, and I think it goes back to this social media drug, right? That I talked about—that needing to be on there, needing to share that. Um, it goes to technology. Okay, think about how much technology has increased just to kill big deer. Cell cams, right? All of a sudden, we have to have these cell cams. Why? That if we didn't have cell cams, would that change? The hunting landscape of people being successful out there and killing animals? Probably not, in my opinion. But but what this does, allows them to get a picture of a deer and not go into an area and alert that them that they're there. It allows to get information immediately, right? It allows people to get a play. and I use cell cams, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm not against it, but that is, I'm not completely against it, but that is what it's driven us to. So what's, what's the future look like for that? Is it uh, a drone? surveilling your property it's telling you where everything is At is that thermal thermals out there constantly telling you where deer are like where's this leading us to next in the future because everybody's fighting for this next big thing to sell to all the hunters to say this is how you kill big deer right that that's been the market forever but it's even more enhanced right now
0: yeah right? so yeah i don't know where where it's st- where does it cease to be an accomplishment any anymore i'm always talking about this hypothetical where you have underneath yourself cam you got a rifle mounted and you can press a button exactly have yeah like then then is that does that count you know i don't know um what why not just put some poison put a bait pile of some poison and then does that count are you the big badass if you do that i like i've already think i already i i've drawn my own <laughs> line arbitrarily i i don't need i won't use cam cameras that just seems too far from for me i use a state-of-the-art compound bow largely because i i I have wounded so many animals that i i want to have the best of the best so that i limit my chances of that but still i got to get within i I limit myself to 40 yards you know um I might push it to 50 with an elk in open country if it's a perfect shot. But, you know, that seems pretty reasonable to me. You know, it's not extended my range dramatically. Well, a little bit, 10, 20 yards over if I was shooting a recurve. But, um, so I, I just, it it, it, it gets to a point, it gets, it's gotten to a point or gets to a point where, where it just becomes completely absurd where you've paid to you paid for to exclude all other hunters. You've, you've spied on the deer with advanced camera technology. So, you know, it's habits and then you go out and whack it and then you get to be the hero. I just, I can, yeah. this, no, and- this is what the thing that I did as a little kid it was like me out in the woods with a BB gun shooting some squirrels for dinner has become, you know.
1: Well, and and the thing <laughs> is, is we as a, as a hunting community have the ability to do, to police this and, and do this ourselves. But I, I think, again, I'm going to go back to being on social media and, and the social media thing, driving this craze. Like when I got when I walked away from the shit completely, it, I, I wasn't, I never hunted for, I, I, hunted my entire life. My dad was a meat hunter. He did not give a shit about horns. The first deer that walked under him, he would shoot. He'd be done hunting. He just wanted the venison. He didn't, he, he enjoyed hunting to a certain degree, but not, he did not enjoy anywhere near as what I do. Right. He didn't, he enjoyed being outside hunting. Right. But th- so that's how I, I, I grew up. Right. Like that was my, the mentorship there on that. Um, but now, so it got it. gets to the social media part of it where um, I, I wasn't doing it for that, but I felt pressure as like having these followers and this brand and trying to, I don't know what I was trying to do with it. I knew I wasn't going to be a superstar, but I felt still felt this pressure to t- show everybody else that, Hey, I can, you know, I, I kill big deer every year. I'm, I can, I, you know, th- I wanted to have that title, I guess that classification. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that anymore. Uh, I, I it, it's, gone it, i don't care I, I i this is my challenge' just other people too if you're in that space ask yourself who that you're showing this really cares about what you shoot and, and and what happens okay my wife she went to uh a store and started talking about hunting with this guy that they knew i hunted and she said to him he said hey did you get a deer this year and this was a couple months after i shot a deer uh, I can't remember, but he shot an elk. You know, like she completely forgot about the deer that was a pain in the ass, about timing for her because I had to you know we have little kids and I had to go the next morning and find it because I didn't hit it right and then I had to cut it up and it hung in the barn and the kids had up. She forgot all of that right <laughs> Someone that is sneered dear to my heart completely forgot said, do you think any of those people online remember <laughs> what you shoot or give a shit what you shoot? No, right. And my best friends, I, I can't remember what they shot, when they shot it. So I just started, instead of s- sending this on Instagram, I share these pictures with my friends that hunt and w- that we talk hunting, right? And, and we share it that way. And there's much more enjoyable to me now and being able to have that connection, discussion with them. And not that I, I didn't really do it before. I can't say I, I because I would see, they would just see it on online right and they would comment or like on there and that was it now i'm having conversations telling the story we're having we're discussing this and it's much more intimate discussion than it would be on there it's more meaningful right um and i don't and i don't care um necessarily about the size of them anymore that was a big thing for me now it's more i want to shoot an older animal don't get me wrong i want to shoot the biggest one but it's not that's not as important right it, it just has flipped my my mindset a little bit on that
0: and I'd say to the better but and I hear what you're saying and but the bit about people not remembering I' they they might not remember exactly what you shot which year whatever. but like someone like a cam Haynes or a John Dudley um or an Aaron Snyder if they stop generating Carcasses at a rapid rate, they take a hit. Yeah. In terms of, for in, sure, in, ter- in terms of drop, uh directing people's expenditures.
1: Yeah, for sure. um But I'm not, I'm not necessarily focused on that I'm just focused on the average person, right? That's out there sharing their, their shit. Like, why? Right? Like, what is, like, I totally get what you're saying about those superstars, but like, why? Do, do you care to share everything? So that I'm looking at this from a different right. lens. Why are we sharing photos of our children doing this? Or why are we sharing our entire life? all these people that you, when majority of them, you walk by them on the street, you won't even say hi to them, but you're friends with them or they follow each other on Instagram and it's keeping up with the Joneses on there, right? And you just want to share all this stuff. Why? I, I don't, I just, I've, I used to be in that position, but now I look at it as like, what is the point, right? If If I, it's just, I see it as just wasted time. I see it as just melting our minds. Again, every time I see someone just staring at their phone, in, in a situation where it's like we're all conversing, or we're sitting around a campfire, and someone's out their phone staring, I'm just like, you're melting your brain with a bunch of garbage, scrolling through, right? Just flipping through. Why? And mm-hmm. just it it. I've gotten to that point, it, coming from where I, I I was at, right to where I wanted to be that person i wanted to be there to the point now where i I completely flipped that around and i I didn't necessarily take your challenge of not posting things because you said it um but i agree with it i I agreed with it and i felt good i was fine with it i went out and shot an elk this fall fall first time elk hunting shot a fantastic bull i didn't share a lick of it anywhere in social media but guess what it's awesome guess what a ton of people that I had no clue would ever even heard or think about hearing about a shot an elk had saw a picture of that elk. Wow. And I shared it with just a few people, right? Mm-hmm. So the word got out. It spread just the same to people that were interested and wanted to hear about it. Right? Yeah. It, it, they'd be like, hey, I heard you shot a big one. And i start talking about a deer and they'd be like, no, you're elk. And I'd be like, oh, I had no idea you even, I didn't tell I only told the people that were closest around me, you know, that's yeah. what I was doing and where I was at. Do
0: you think that there could be some kind of process akin to natural selection whereby people that have the social media addiction become underachievers? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They just they don't realize their potential because of the the wasted time, and well, and it also has negative account, like if affects all kinds of things uh, negatively, like happiness, attention span, um, sleep. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, I'm just I, wondering, I, I'm I, curious I, about what you think about that.
1: Yeah, I do. I think there's a lot of good things about social media too we just don't know as a society how to handle the two i'm just thinking um, of the,
0: like this benign flipping for an hour at a time or whatever that you described yeah.
1: yeah um well let me let me practice this thought uh it, it's just that i believe uh i still have my accounts because i use them for useful things okay i when i go to northern wisconsin snowmobiling i that is a way that the clubs, the snowmobile clubs up there, that's the way they communicate is through Facebook. So you know what trails are open, what the trails conditions are. Um, you, you, that's where you can get your information way better than any other way. It, that's how they communicate. Great tool for that. If I want to buy or sell something, it's a great tool for that. If I want to learn something, uh, what's the best tire to put on my truck Or and get people's experiences using it as like a forum? and going to these groups i think it's a great tool for that
0: i agree with all those but people
1: don't know how to separate the two right think about just drinking right there's some people it's as a society we figured out hey uh, i can't wake up every day and drink all day long and go to work and still be you know functionable some uh, maybe some people can okay (laughs) So there's some people that could do that, right? But the majority. Well, of people I
0: could not do, do my job drunk. That is right. for sure,
1: right? So, so we've been able to understand that, but with social media, we can't. You, you, at, at all parts and times of the day, people are using it. They're on it. They're just glued to this thing. We just haven't figured out how to do both sides of this yet. It is to me, it's it's no different than all of a sudden we get, and I don't maybe this is a poor analogy, but it just popped in my mind is like um, immediately when we started giving all the Native Americans uh alcohol and what they're and how strongly like they it was a, the first time they'd seen it all of a sudden the first time they're experiencing it and it was a huge problem to a lot of, a lot of the indians in their culture when they were first introduced to it um so i i just i don't think we we figure out how to do that um and when it comes to like people uh, being not productive with their time, right. And becoming lazy and, uh, and not being able to talk to people and meet and meet people. And and they're living their experiences through technology, right there. I don't know if this might blow your mind. Okay. And and you probably aren't, your mind's probably not blown very often, but I think you might get excited about this, right? (laughs) There's, there's a, there's a group, a hunting show, okay. That live streams their hunts, sitting in a tree stand. They're tree stand hunters. They're live streaming their hunt. As any hunter would probably assume, how much percentage of your time, nothing's happening, right?
0: It depends there, if, it Depends if you're on a cherry lease or not.
1: Okay. So, it's, you know, you're not on one. The majority of your time sitting there, there's nothing happening.
0: Right. Well, I there don't know are, about these live streaming dudes. They might be on a freaking high fence deer farm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that could be. But there are people watching these live streams on their phones while deer hunting.
0: Oh my God, really? That, that there, does that does blow my mind. <laughs> there are
1: these guys that did the live streaming were discussing this, and they're saying that they're getting messages of people saying, hey, I just I'm out hunting and I saw you kill this this deer, or I saw you this happen while I was hunting. It was so cool. And I'm just thinking, you gotta be kidding me. You're out there hunting yourself. And you're watching somebody else's on your, you're, you're hunting two different things. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it.
0: That is hilarious. And how do you find so, these? How, yeah, where, where do you the, view, where do you view this?
1: Uh, I could tell you the page or the people that do it. I mean, I don't, they do it during hunting season, I guess. But, yeah, but is um, that
0: a, Like it's a YouTube, website. YouTube youtube you can well, live I know stream on live.
1: no that i don't think I, I take that back i don't know how they're live streaming it if i spoke i imagine it's through social media through facebook or i think they have a live stream so it's instagram i don't know there might be okay. something because they talked about the on this podcast they talked about the difficulties of lot of all the pain in the ass they went through to live stream this thing with the connections and cameras and all this stuff to, to live stream their hunt so that somebody else hunting could also watch this live stream i was just like mind-blowing. The, the, so, to go back to your question, that's what people, that's what they want to do or that's what they've accustomed to doing now. They're experiencing it through, virtually, through their phone, through, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying. You have a, a camera there, a game camera, trail camera, and you just put a rifle there and when it walks by, you click a button? Is that what people, is that, I don't think the future honey is going there, but it sure seems like that's what society is moving towards. Oh. Like, Progressive people are
0: shooting deer at a thousand yards. You know, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm just disappointed in humanity, man, as it applies to hunting. In other ways too, you know. And I I don't want to be sanctimonious. I share my, I have my own limitations and regrets, and and things that I could do way, way better. But just mainly the selfishness and the bragging but yeah also like the the unwillingness to work hard
1: yeah towards, that's some, towards success
0: people, and hunting you know yeah, people
1: want it fast easy right now they, they want the, the and quickest then they way want possible it, without doing anything
0: and then they, the the need for yeah that all that you just said and then the then the gratification from strangers it just
1: yeah it's so and then think about this this whole weight loss craze right now when people are taking this uh, pill that's yeah a I've been hearing about pill. this yeah, uh, it, I mean is that I know is, nothing beyond
0: mean? the fact that it's like a kick ass weight loss drug. What else?
1: Sure, I mean it, everything I know about uh, science and physics says if you just if <laughs> weight loss. Is pretty simple. It's calories burned versus calories consumed. That's science. You take a pill and you do absolutely nothing. Is that healthy for you? Is that good for you? Is that weight loss um, going to stay there in the future? What happens when you stop taking that pill? What does it do to your body? what's it do to you if you take that pill for thirty years? You know wh- what does that
0: do? Well, I mean, I'm on blood pr- I'm on blood pressure medication for the rest of my life. As near as I can tell, I'm on antidepressants for the rest of my life. So there's some case to be made that it's just better living through technology maybe you do take it for the rest let's say it just makes i don't know i'm open to the idea that you're right but if let's say there's no negative downside consequences it just makes it easier to not eat to make it makes it easier to quench the urge to consume more calories than you would than you want Mm -hmm. then you need i mean sure if that's it, plain and simple, oh, I eat this and I don't want to da- go to Dairy Queen and get a peanut butter parfait, peanut buster, was it, peanut buster parfait? Yeah. I don't know. Like I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> good, good for you, man. <laughs> I, I, I just went to the Dairy Queen for the first time. I think I went once last summer and I just went again. I had dinner and I'm sitting there. I'm going to watch some programming. I watch a lot of philosophy. Uh, presentations about philosophy on YouTube. That's that and MMA. And I was okay. watching <laughs> some two videos of the spectrum yeah. there, but yeah. Uh and I, I I like I was like, man, I need a peanut buster for Farfae. And and I I even went over and picked up a couple of the neighbor kids so it didn't feel so guilty. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking the neighbor kids for ice cream. You know, I tried to turn it in my mind into me like doing something like a group yeah. activity with the neighbor kids. <laughs> um, I feel good about it. Yeah. But but let's say so, the so only, okay, I'm just, uh, let me finish my hypothetical and I'm yeah. going to get real direct now. What if the only thing it, it would have done that pill would do is make it so that I didn't want a peanut buster parfait.
1: Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's yes, that, if that's all that happened. Okay. That, that would be an improvement, right? I, my job is continuous improvement i'm all for continuous improvement whatever in whatever that looks like right it's what i live that's what i do um however it's it's instilling a, a completely different set of values in people that are doing that or society or what is that teaching somebody's children or future generations that you don't have to work for anything you, like i think there's more to it than just simply that, that's damaging. And I mean, there's a number of different topics and things where I think over the years, there's definitely been improvements, right? But there's also been a downside because of those improvements, right? So there's give and take in that. um, And I guess I'd have to understand a lot more about that before I could give like an informed opinion. I guess where I'm going with the whole thing and even bringing it up is just to point out that people want the fast, easy thing now they, they don't want to work for this anymore. They, they don't. And so when you talk about hunting, they want the easiest thing possible to become great, to get good gratification from strangers. And it's a, it's a thing that I don't quite, I, I couldn't understand necessarily why I wish somebody could tell me why maybe I, I enjoyed it at one point in time. Why now I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't answer that question, but mm-hmm. I just see it completely differently now.
0: Yeah. Well, does it have anything to do with your trip out west? I th- um I don't know, potentially, right? That like that I think it, there's it, just it, something that happens to people in their that about the time they turn 30 or early 30s where they just reevaluate a lot of things. I'm open to the and, and idea I, that's what happened to you.
1: And I want kids too, having children. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I don't exactly know anything that, about that, but I I started looking at things a whole lot different. I think that was a combination of the two. Um, I just had my second child before I went to the mountains and then, and then then being there, I think the whole thing, a combination of those, right. So my kids are uh, two and three years old. Um, so I, I think potentially it's a combination of two. I, I've heard other people talk about this and I'm, I can speak from experience of two. When you do have children, you look at things a whole lot differently than you did pre kids, um, so maybe there's a little bit of those two. Maybe we just figured something out, but
0: yeah, yeah. I, what uh, what makes me, what makes hunting, well, captivating to me, is always been. I just love getting my own food. I love that. I like just tickles me, you know, and mm-hmm. then i like gardening for the same reason even though i I haven't had a garden in a decade now because i'm just too busy but uh there's that there's this curiosity thing where i'm always like oh i wonder i'll go back to the same places year after year i wonder if they're going to be in there this year and figuring that out means hiking eight miles i like that and i like Oh, I've never been to this place before. I wonder if there's any in there. I like that. But more than anything, I fucking love like working my ass off. And then when it finally pans out and I'm like, holy shit, I actually got one. That's crazy. I actually got one.
1: (laughs) I I agree. A lot of that same thing. I feel the same way. Mine comes from um, a competitive side, meaning me versus the animal or so I grew up playing sports. Played baseball in college. Uh, it always it was always doing something competitively, and I have a lot of competitiveness in this in me, whether it's at work or anything else. So, for me, like when I was playing sports, I was doing a lot, th- like getting in shape a lot, right? Like doing a lot of running and working out. And I get done playing ball. I had no desire to it. I had a good looking wife. She married me. I had children. You got like, any pictures? Yeah, of course I got pictures. <laughs> Where is she?
0: Yeah. I'm just kidding
1: you. Um,
0: I did the same thing I, to I another guy a few yeah. podcasts ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course I got pictures, just none for you. Um but you know, I, I didn't have any drive to to do that until I, I need I was gonna go out west and go on an elk hunt. And I didn't want the one thing I didn't want to come between me and get an elk was my own physical fitness. I didn't want that to be the thing that stopped it. Um, So like a year before I started, I get it back into running and working out and hiking with like a purpose. Right. And like building up to it. Um, And that competitive side in this, right. Like like I had no desire to do that stuff anymore, which is good for your body and your health. Right. I I just didn't have anything to push and drive me toward that. And that's what hunting did for me. And uh, that's just another side of it that I've recently really enjoyed. Um, it, it just me versus that animal and me being fully in, me being, um, in control of my own destiny, I guess, Mm -hmm. in in a way there's plenty of things that happen that is out of your control. Um, but being able to control what I personally can control and it not relying on anybody else and being able to put in the work. Um, I was a junkie for podcasts and learning and getting as much information as possible to, so I could get out there and excel at hunting and and meet these goals that I had at the time, I guess. Um, and my perspective changed a a lot on that now, but I don't know. And I, I hope, I don't know. I don't know if I've hopefully meet my discussion here has changed somebody's mind or made them think about something differently, but I'm not positive enough. I was, I was persuasive enough in any of my ideas and thoughts to where somebody might listen to what I just said and, and take action on it or try practicing themselves, but
0: yeah, um, well, I
1: yeah, that was tell. I mean, like you're
0: reiterating a lot of the points that I try to make as someone that's never been an influencer or bent or Ben sure. had a following like that. So I don't know. It has as much of a chance as anything I've done sure. on here. Yeah, what, what, what podcast would you? What podcast would you? realistically like to hope get on i mean you couldn't go on it'd be very difficult for you to go on a lot of the podcasts um and and, well there's there's an express uh, and anti-hunting social media yeah i got one crack at it with my brother because he was going to pub. he promised me he was going to publish an article i wrote that's anti-hunting social media and then retracted the offer So then as a consolation prize, he, in my view, ambushed me on his podcast um, with seven other people. And then um, Ben O'Brien had me on, I think largely because he knew he would get a bunch of views if he had me on, Mm -hmm. So, which he did. I I think it was his most listened to, if not his most, then one of his most listened to episodes. So like... And I'm in both cases I'm espousing a, a and uh, hunting social media is killing hunting perspective. W- where would you where you have this desire to get on a podcast and say this is damaging to our community and you're going to be your the host you're talking to is going to have a hundred thousand followers or more.
1: Yeah, there's Over- there's podcasts that I I would love to get on for that reason that are large, but I am realistic in the fact that they're not willing to shake the tree. They're not willing to, to go there for followers. Now there's a few podcasts that like to get spicy that I think they're willing to shake the trees down. And they're. And I don't know this. I haven't approached them yet because I wanted to go through this first and decide if I really, if I even gave a shit to do this anymore, if I really want to go down this road or if I'm even have a compelling enough story. That,
0: questions. Do you, okay. What is, how do you feel after doing this? And where are the podcasts?
1: Okay. After doing this. Um,
0: you did a great job.
1: Well, I, I felt. In my
0: perspective.
1: I had a script and what it, I, we kind of bounced around. And in my brain, I it, go back to like what I do at work. I had a very prepared, like how I wanted to attack this and what order made sense. And I kind of bounced around a little bit. So I think I got, when I look back, I just quickly looked at my notes there. Like I got everything covered I wanted to cover but I hope it was in an impactful order is what I pictured ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the podcast, like there's, there's a, I listen to, I have some on repeat. Um, and I think the the two, there's there's a couple that I'd love to go on and I'm, I'm going to pitch it to them. One of them is the company that gives me a sponsor or they give me a discount on their cameras and they've been uh, on their game cameras and they've been a fantastic uh People to work with, and uh, they've donated to some of uh, my charity events that I've been a part of. Like they've they've been all around fantastic, but I don't think they're probably willing to shake the tree. Uh, that? and that's who is it? That's that's the Exodus out uh, Exodus Ex- Exodus Gear. Uh, they have their podcast is called Trail Cam Radio, and I've been on it before. <laughs> Trail um, Cam Radio. <laughs> It, they they're actually they're a pretty darn it's a pretty good podcast. They have some really good I- information on there. There's a lot of strategy it's a and terrible tips in
0: there. It's a terrible name. <laughs> they
1: were they're pretty uh they were kind of earlier to the game and they have I think they're a uh, top one of the top out hunting podcasts. They're they're towards the top. okay then then there's uh there's a guy named uh Dan Johnson who is at the uh, He, he, he kind of started with Mark Kenyon on, on Wired to Hunt. Okay. Um, he was like a co-host and now he's got his own podcast and it's called nine fingers chronicles. And, and I think he might be willing to discuss some of this with me, um, and talk about some of this. So I'm going to try to go
0: on. I tried to go on with Mark Kenyon, but he wasn't having it.
1: Yeah. I I don't think Mark. And I think Mark's a, a great dude. He's, he donated to some of my charity cause as well. Like, i reached out to a lot of people trying to get some donations um for, i'm for told
0: that guy. he's somebody that like reiterates my I, my ideas
1: and just doesn't share them
0: no that he re, like he talks about my ideas on the podcast without without my attribution which is great i don't give a shit i'm not looking for credit
1: yeah. right no and i've seen some of that come out of him and, and it could be part of his own realization too um, and he he shared a bunch of his experiences. Um, and, uh, and, and I, to kind of go, to go another direction. With this yeah. Maybe it has nothing back to do to your with your question. It Maybe it has but,
0: nothing to do with me. No, but no, no, other I go different.
1: I'm going to go a different direction with this. Okay. No, go, go ahead. I think people media in general, the people, the, the OGs, so to speak, the guys that started this business at the beginning of it and podcasting it, and were the, 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 leading influencers are getting sick of the shit and they're transforming into something different. I think well, based on what I'm hearing and the podcast from like Mark Kenyon, uh, is that he, that he wants to go this different way. He's, he's really into conservation now and he's not just talking about killing big bucks. It's not a huge desire of him. He explains, you know, there I won't get into all he's explaining, right. But I just seen a shift in a lot of these big, names and podcasts a shift away from it all being big buck mature buck big you know big elk mature elk you know kill it and get it on social media and get as many as you can out there i've seen a shift in that um and it's been refreshing and like i said i i think a lot of it came after you were willing to come out and speak about it I, i've seen that shift after it happened but i've seen it in a number of different areas
0: um um yeah and, maybe i and, have like a a uh you know how they say like a musician's musician or a writer's writer. It'd be like a writer that or a poet's poet. Like it'd be a a musician that musicians like. They don't have a big general audience. You sure. know. But, but the fact that focused. Well, no, it's like it's that a musician's musician would be a musician that appeals to other musicians. They might not sure. do well in the, in the larger audience, but they appeal. Maybe my perspective, maybe my perspective appeals to people that are doing the things I hate. <laughs> I think it's I, true. I think it's true. I think, I think it's, it's somewhat true. Hamster,
1: I think it's this hamster wheel that people have got caught on and they can't get off it. That's what they've, that's how they're, they're, That's what their livelihood is now, right? That they're tied to it and they want to, but no one's figured out quite how to do it. Because guess what? There's a line of people waiting to spit out the stupid shit that Instagram wants and YouTube wants. They're just waiting in line to take their spot, right? So if one of those guys were to give it up, someone's going to try to immediately feel that. So they have to have something really compelling or a way to, to not be on there and utilize that or a large enough following to walk away from it or start a movement themselves and be the lead of it or embrace what you're saying and, and put their own spin on it and say, this is why I'm doing it. You guys should too. That They, they, they got to be a trailblazer if they want to get off the hamster wheel. Otherwise they just got to keep getting on it and riding it.
0: Yeah. But yes, that's all true. It's just that I, I, I wish there wasn't the wheel. I wish the wheel in my analogy and your analogy to me is the people that are willing to look at it. Like yeah. just like grow the fuck up. If you want to hunt, just go figure it out. Isn't that half the joy? Instead of being like a ass-kissing person that like has to have it all handed to you by some like attention starved child that's putting themselves out as the expert. Just go buy a. Whatever happened to going to the sporting goods store, getting your shit that you need, asking a few questions about how to use it, and then going out and figuring it out.
1: Uh, do, you ever, yeah. do you
0: ever watch yeah. Jeremiah Johnson?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you have. Good for you. There's <laughs> a, I encounter regularly encounter Montanans that have not watched Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he's heading out west. Maybe he's in. I can't remember where he was. Probably St. Louis, because anytime someone's coming out west, they're, they start out in St. Louis, right? And yeah. he's like, "Do you know where I can go to find game worth or find animals worth cash money upon skinned?" And this old guy go is selling them traps. Says. Head west till you hit the Rocky Mountains, and then turn south or something like that. You know, sure. Like that's that's the rugged individualism that I can respect. Where you get get your bow or your traps or your gun, uh, and go figure it out. It quit being like a. Every hunting situation's different, anyway. So there's like limits to what you can learn from these people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd rather like, I don't follow any of it, never have. And my limitations as a hunter come down to my own mental weaknesses, my own laziness, my own. Getting discouraged, it's not because I didn't know have all the advanced tips and tactics I needed. So it's like if I can be moderately successful, albeit I put a shitload of time into it and I don't give up. Um without without instruction from the gods of hunting, I'd say that most people can, you
1: know. All right, I got a question for you. What do you have? You put any thought to going on some of these podcasts yourself?
0: Which you, ones? I mean,
1: I just in general, just going on. I've been on a
0: lot of them. Yeah,
1: I've been, been on any of the ones I listen to.
0: Well, which are? Let me write them down. Let me well, write them down. So,
1: so let me, so let me ask you this: Is it an interest? I mean, you started your own podcast. Right? I way prefer
0: going on to other people's podcasts than doing my own. If I come home and I'm like, oh, goody, I get to go on someone else's, then I just get to kick back and ask questions. So I way prefer that. Sure.
1: I, I just, yeah, I, I wonder if there isn't more podcasts <clears throat> out there that you could get onto, to um, and, and uh, a d- different audiences to reach. Um, I listen to you on Ben O'Brien's. I, I listen to his once in a while, um, but I... Have you reached out to, would
0: Rogan have you on? I don't know how you reach out to Rogan.
1: I don't know either. I just email. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, I look, I don't, I look, I, I looked at one number. point.
0: I remember, but there's not a, <laughs>
1: there's got, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, that would be interesting. My brother me. could put me in his, touch with
0: him, but we just don't talk anymore. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there might be other people I could put you in, in touch with, too. I don't know. I, I, I've i I've been amazed by the number of people that will respond to me when I reach out to them.
0: Yeah, it it's, is. It is remarkable. It is remarkable because you think of them as so famous that they just don't have the time, you know.
1: Sure. Yeah. And, and, I, and throughout the hunting industry, right? Like, people I've reached out to, ask questions, or talk to them. I've gotten phone numbers from them and had phone conversations about, so like, it, it's kind of... By just simply, and people are like, well, how'd you know them? Or well, how'd you get in there? I was like, I, I just asked them. I just talked to them, you know? So I don't know. There's, there's, there's definitely one that I think you got a, a podcast. I think I, that would be interesting going about this. Uh, it, and they're not like a huge, they've been around a long time. And I just recently started listening to them. I, I wasn't super interested at first. Um, uh, but it's called the, the working class bow hunter. No. Oh. Um, and they, uh they like to shake things up a little bit get a little spicy with with what they're what's going on out there um in the industry and they're more of an entertainment podcast than a i tips tricks and tactics so to speak
0: oh okay um Um, i i like that idea
1: and they and they're tied in with the juries um they, they they go i don't know how but they I don't know that I don't know the industry all that well, but uh, they, their podcasts are shared on one another's stuff, and so uh, you know, I, I that was when I was going to try again. I thought they might have me on. I don't know. Um, and, yeah. and there's a number of, of smaller ones, but those were the big ones that I was going to hit and see what happened. Um Yeah, the, the Wired to Hunt Mark Kenyon, he's not having me on. And, you know, but you might have you on.
0: No, uh, I, I tried I, to get on his. Oh, you did. You said I felt like. I felt like some of the articles they wrote recently in the last couple of years expressed some of my same concerns in a in a very attenuated sense mm-hmm. and I wanted to explore that but he wouldn't do it. I'm sure that has something to do with being involved with me. Uh, you know. I'm sure. But um I've been very I've been very pleasantly surprised about people's receptiveness to giving me a voice, they like letting me express my views, you know. Yeah. Now that I'm just looking
1: through my list here. I did see you on the the Deer Hunter podcast with with Kevin. Uh, I heard you on that podcast. That
0: was good. Oh, the Michigan one.
1: Yep. Yep. I, yeah, I, and I there's also to there
0: Deer and Deer Hunting with Dan. Uh, you know that one? Uh, I don't. Deer and Deer. I hunt. Don't. Oh, this guy's I like he run, he he he's like the host of a of a couple TV shows. Dan Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You don't know him? Oh, okay. I don't know that one,
1: but maybe check it out. But Yeah, so I don't know. That That's kind of, I guess, the angle. A couple of larger ones that I was going to try to express some of these opinions on or my thoughts on and see if... I don't know. It, it,
0: yeah, that's cool. I hope that you do that. I hope you get a chance to do that.
1: And I don't know. And it... I I guess have a. Uh, I um I listened to a lot of podcasts when I first started to learn all these tips and tactics. Like right? it was like a place you could go to learn a lot of stuff immediately, and it was fresh and new. I've gotten over that. And I think a lot of people have too now. And I I got on some podcasts before to give back to that side of it, and I gave some thoughts on on what I did for hunting purposes and how I did it, uh, and, and maybe it helped people. It, it, fill a tag or shoot the deer they wanted to shoot. But now I want to get back a different way and say, we're just, we need to think about things differently. We can't keep going about the same way, this new way. There's good things about it, but there's damaging parts about it too. And being an influencer ain't what it's all cracked up to be. It's not, it's not as glamorous as you think it is. Uh, there's, there's plenty other ways to do it. Um, and in my opinion, On the hunting side of it, it's not worth it. It's not worth your time. There's, you can get discounts at different times of the year and the discounts they give to their pro teams, right. Or their pro, their staff members, all that stuff. They give out those same discounts at other times of the year. There's other sales. It's, it's not any better. It's not, at least I've never been on the end circle to to get to that level. Um, And like I said, I had more followers at times and the people that, Appeared to be in the inner circle, so that makes me wonder too. Like, are they just playing the part, or are they really the part? You know. And either way, I don't give a shit anymore, and I don't. It. I don't think anybody else should either, because who? It, there's. I, I don't know why they're doing it. Well, and you for what your, your point and a lot of what you're expressing and is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Ask yourself that. And if you're doing it for the right reasons, fantastic. If you're not, you should probably question that. You should probably ask yourself. Why are you out there hunting? Why do you feel the need to post all this stuff online?
0: I don't think the most people are capable of that level of philosophical introspection. I, I just, that's, it's not a game. It's a game you can play. I've learned that through the course of the last hour and a half, but most people can't. I don't know how you do it, but a large part of saving hunting, which when I, when I say saving it, I mean making it something, keep maintaining it or restoring it to something that everybody can do regardless of their socioeconomic status, what rung of the ladder they're on, would come down to with the social media stuff. A very good sign in my, by my lights would be. You get a shitload of adoration and likes and love online when you demonstrate some success you've had with restoring access or a conservation victory. That That is what brings you the love. Not some big thing you shot on a chunk of land you locked up for yourself. Mm-hmm. In, my mind, in my mind, that's what it would take. And we are light years from that.
1: I think there's parts of that that's happening. Um, I, like you, we were talking about the wired to hunt stuff. I think Mark Kenyon's is starting to do some of that. Okay. I, I think he's starting to try to shift a little bit of that. And, and I hear it in what, and what they're talking about, what they're saying. Um, he just spent the last month on, uh, in a series, basically talking about how to get your kids in the outdoors and, and your your own children and how they handle it. i um, not getting more hunters out there. And he, he has done that too, but it was focused around kids and children. And there's a large group of people out there an the audience that that's not an interest to them, you know, uh, but that's where he's at personally. And that's what he believes in and is sharing the experience with your children and mentoring them getting outside and something more intimate versus the thing they'll get more clicks and likes, which would probably be you on the show right and discussing (laughs) some of that stuff so you know i'm starting to see a little bit of that shift in in some ways and so we'll see but like i said there's a large group of people that are just waiting in the background producing youtube videos and trying to build their own brand by you know pimping out all the all the gear and trying to shoot you know take pictures of their deer and put them out there and and hoping that big box is going to give them a free bow yeah guess what I'm here to say it ain't happening. <laughs> All
0: right, Grant. I really appreciate the conversation. I hope you and I stay in touch. I still think you should consider becoming a member of our team. Um,
1: I'll keep so. it under consideration.
0: Oh, like I'll
1: be I'll be following along in the podcasts, and uh, um, like I said, I'll, I'm going to try to get out on a few myself. But then I'll keep it under consideration. And I don't even and I don't do even know means. if there's
0: going to be a team. Like I said. Yeah, and when I'm we not started this conversation two hours ago, I've enjoyed this discussion a lot. It like gives me a little steam to keep going, but there's a very good chance that I just drop this entirely and double down on the nonprofit work for trying to get restore access. Sure, and anyway, what sucks about that is just it's a bitter pill to swallow because it will be moving from working on the cause to working on the symptom. And that's a bitter pill to swallow. Access wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't for the gross commodification of wildlife. All the as I've said so many times, the bot the product of all this YouTuber hero worshipping, got the big one bullshit is people pulling out their wallets and paying for the thing that differentiates the losers from the winners. And that is not talent. It is not how far you can shoot. It's access to quality land with big animals on it. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a bitter pill to swallow to think about work from working on the root cause, but I'm not getting anywhere with it, to working on a sim- the symptom.
1: But. So let me let me spin that just a little bit, and let me take a bit more time. But part of my job, and I, I do this is working through figuring out root causes, of pro- just problem solving in general, right? Yeah. And
0: you're an engineer. Something That's what that you guys I do. I want you
1: to I want you to remember is that like there's not just one root cause. There are a ton of other things that happen within a problem or uh, an event that occurs. There's there's always more than one. And all it takes is for one of those other things in that list for not to happen. It, it, I mean, you it so break the causal chain. Yes. Right. So like the, the, Titanic sinking wasn't only because it hit the iceberg, right? It wasn't only because they forgot the the binoculars. They didn't have in the right spot. So they couldn't see it. It wasn't only because the trip, you know, there's all these different things that could have changed the course of what happened there. And I think it's the same thing, right? You're just you're just working on something different towards the ultimate goal, right? There's all these different causes coming off in this cause map here. And you think you're working on one with the podcast, but there's there's a multitude of them to what's yeah. happening with with land access being an issue. And uh, social media is a part of it. And getting this message out, you know, we went through a bunch of them. You have on the show, there's there's a whole number of them. And you're talking about the cause i think in
0: the hierarchy at the base of it is we're a bunch of souped up monkeys that like shiny things if that That wasn't true that that could be a big part of it for sure all right all right thank you sir yeah i appreciate you taking the time it was it was wonderful have a good night
1: all right you too see all right
0: bye